Hebrews 12, 1 and 2, powerful passage. Wherefore, seeing we are also are we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. Tonight, we have the Sunday night, this tonight's service, for just a little while, you have the rest of the year to run this race. There's a race mentioned here. Did you know in every race there is a segment to the race? Did you know you cannot have a race without a start? You, every one of you had a start in your race. You know when you started running for the Lord? When you got saved. That's when you started the race. You became, you came to know Jesus Christ as your Savior. The race began. There's so many of us that think, well, you know, I'm, I can't run a race. My knees hurt. But folks, this race is a spiritual race. This race here is, is not a sprint. Now, some people's lives may be shortened. In the Bible, they, some of them didn't live very long. But folks, they had a race to run. It's, uh, again, it's not a sprint, but it's an endurance race. Because guess what? There will be trials. There will be obstacles. You know, many have talked about before. I've heard it preached a time or two. Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses. And looking at this passage, and I think I've preached this segment before, you know, a lot of people have thought that, well, we need to live for God because everybody is up in heaven cheering us on and looking down from heaven. Folks, if they're looking down from heaven, <clears throat> I'd be afraid, you know. They don't want to look inside your house and see what's going on. They'd be, uh, you know, worried about our problems and this and that. And heaven definitely wouldn't be a very happy place. But you know who these witnesses are? These witnesses are the examples that we just had laid out in chapter 11. Looking at all these examples, looking at everybody that has lived before us, we need to run the race. We need to run the race. You know, when you come to know Jesus Christ as your Savior, <clears throat> there's not, uh, I mentioned in our Bible study earlier, you're not saved to say, whew, praise the Lord, I got my name in the Lamb's Book of Life and it's done. Now I can go to the house and kick my feet up and watch a football game. That's not the purpose of you being saved. Your purpose is, you know, what Jesus tell the twelve apostles that were saved? Of course, we know one of them wasn't saved. He just said it. he was. That would be Judas. But nevertheless, he was a church member. And he basically he said, come follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. So they got saved and he's given them instructions for what to do the rest of the race. I love the passage. Just backing up a few pages in 2 Timothy chapter 4. Just taking a quick peek at what Paul wrapped up. His final words that he spoke on this life in 2 Timothy 4 verse 7. I have fought a good fight. 
I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. You know, in looking at all of this, uh, I think about Paul writing this from, from prison. I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Wouldn't that be great to say that we've kept the faith? We've started a race. We completed the race. We did everything that God has asked us to do. Now, folks, now I can't, <clears throat> I can't say that tonight. I can't say that I've done everything that God has asked me to do. He's led me to do something. I haven't done it. Did you know that sin? The very last verse, I think it's verse 17, uh, James 4:17 says, To him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not, to him it is sin. You know, and so there's a lot of times I mess up. Uh, head now to um, Matthew chapter 16 and verse 19. You know, if we're going to run a race, and how do you begin the race? You come to know Jesus Christ as your Savior. We know that there's going to be obstacles and hindrances to this race. <clears throat> All right. Or Matthew 19, verse 16. Oh, had it reversed. There we go. It says, And behold, one came and said unto him, Good master, what good things shall I do that I may inherit or have eternal life? And he said unto him, Why callest thou me good? There is none good but one, that is God. But if thou wilt enter into life, keep the commandments. And he said unto him, Which? Jesus said, Thou shalt do no murder. You shouldn't commit adultery. You shouldn't steal. You shouldn't bear false witness. Honor thy father and thy mother, and thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. This young man said, Well, all these things have I kept from my youth up. What lack I yet? Jesus said unto him, If thou wilt be perfect, that means grown up, or mature, go and sell that thou hast, give to the poor, and thou shalt have treasure in heaven, and come follow me. That last part in my Bible, and I'm sure in yours, it's in red letters, and come and follow me. You see, it was that last part. It's kind of like saying, okay, I want to I wanna get in this race. I hear about Jesus. He's got this, man, this awesome thing about going to heaven. I want to, how, how do you go to heaven? Well, you don't do good works to get into heaven. What he was trying to get that man to see is what he was trusting to get into heaven. Oh, you've done a lot of good things. Did you do this? Yep. Did you do this? Yep. Did you do this? Yep. Did you notice that? He listed all the commandments with men, manly commandments. In other words, that we keep between others. And he listed, but he didn't list anything about loving God with all your heart, having no other gods before me. He didn't list any of those, did he? Just do no murder, don't steal, don't be good to your mom and dad, da-da-da. He said, well, I've done every bit of it. Sounds like I'm... But he said, you're trusting in that. He's trying to get him to see... What's your, your trust in works? And he wanted to, what did this young man need, want to do? He wanted to get started in the race. But he, his, his race was on 
Remember in another parable, Jesus said, broad is the way and wide is the way that leads to destruction. There's a bunch of people who want to get in on that race. I want to be my own God. I want to be, you know what you, when you, did you know Adam and Eve wanted to do that? They said, remember what Satan said? If you eat that, you should have the tree of knowledge of good and evil and you shall be as gods. You should, you know, the words, why does it get, I want to call the shots. I want to, I don't want to obey God. I want to be my own person. I want to run this race. But folks, that way doesn't lead to eternal life. It leads to eternal death. That's the wrong race. And so this race here mentioned in this scripture is coming to know Jesus as your Savior. And it's narrow. It's hard. Matter of fact, when he told him the rules for entering the race, he said, I don't want any part of it. And he went away sorrowful and sad. He was upset because he said, well, I thought I could get in on his race. So folks, to start the race, you have to start on the right foot. There's obstacles to even starting the race. Even beginning the race. And many of us, once we get saved, we think... I can serve God and it'll be a bed of roses. Man, it's going to be awesome coming to church and being a Christian where everybody loves each other. <sighs> the bed of bliss is so awesome to be a part of a church that has its eyes focused on Jesus. What is this race? What was our text? Looking unto Jesus. Looking unto who? Jesus. The author and finisher. Folks, when you got saved, when you got saved, guess who was at the beginning of your race? Jesus. And guess who will be at the end of your race? When you draw your last breath, guess who will be there? When you say, and you may not say it the way Paul said it, well, I, I fought a good fight. I finished my course. And when that hammer or hatchet, get the right tool, came down, y'all do know he was beheaded. His death is not recorded in the Gospels and or in the Bible, but history records it. And that spirit left his body. He went on into glory. I imagine Jesus might have stood up for that one too. Because you know it says he stood up when Stephen died. I imagine he might have stood up for that one too. But nevertheless, Jesus, if you're saved tonight, he started you on the race. And guess who, guess who will be there at the end of your race? Jesus will. Well, because what does it say? What does our text say? Hebrews 12. The author. Yes. Yes, Brother Ed. The author and the finisher. He's at the beginning. And he's at the end. Who's, who even made up this race? Who came up with this idea? <laughs> who inspired I think Paul wrote the book of Hebrews, but the Bible, the Bible doesn't tell us. But I think when Paul's writing it down, guess who's inspiring him to write it down? The author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him went through a bed of roses? No. 
Did you know his race was 33 and a half years long? Jesus didn't have to be saved, Miss Nancy. <laughs> he is, he's the Savior. So his race wasn't when he got... You know, our race begins when? When we get saved. That's when you meet Jesus. Well, Jesus' race was the whole thing. The whole thing. That's it from, from conception. Because, hey, guess what? Did you know he was fighting even in the womb? Guess who was trying to kill him? Yeah, they was trying to kill him. But when he came out, he had enemies. When he was a baby, helpless baby. So he was running a race from, from conception to the end. We know that you can say, yeah, they killed him, but he allowed himself. Matter of fact, I love it the way it says it in uh, John 10. He says, no man taketh my life from me. I lay it down. I lay it down. So he ran a race. His race was, his race was done so that you and I could get in the race. And the race is what? You're making this sermon usable for you tonight. Your race is your walk with the Lord. How's your walk going? How's your walk going tonight? I mentioned about having to have faith this morning. There's all sorts of sin mentioned. Did you know that... I've had some, man, I've had some embarrassing moments in my life. and Yeah, everybody likes to remember the embarrassing moment of something involving a trampoline. But but I've had, a, to me, more, because that was my own choice. But not the landing, but the jump. And uh, But, you know, I could just stumble. I could, you could just trip off this stage and a lot of people get... And one of these days, I know it's going to happen. You know, Brother Steve, I'm going to mess up. I'm jumping up and down this thing, and I'm just going to totally mess up on this right here. You can, I can stumble over these steps. And I, the best thing, though, is to learn, folks, you're going to be unhappy in life if you can't laugh at yourself. You're going to be unhappy the rest of your life if you can't laugh at yourself. Okay? So I'll laugh. When you laugh at me, Ed, and you make sure I'm okay first before you laugh. But... Then, if I'm okay, then laugh at me, but I'll laugh with you. Okay? But what does this say here? What does our text, our Bible, the Bible says you're going to stumble. The Bible says you're going to stumble. Did you know that? None of you are perfect, and your pastor is not either. We're all going to stumble. Let it, notice it says two things. Let us lay aside every weight and... It doesn't say the weights are sin, but just hindrances. Hindrances can lead to sin. Weights can lead to sin. It says two, two things connected by conjunction. Let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us. In other words, causes you and me to stumble. So you got two things that I see here since I've, and I, you, you look at it. You don't have to be a grammar expert to look at that thing. You got weights and sin. So you got stuff that's slowing you down, hindering you, and you got stuff you're stumbling over. 
That's the sin. So something's slowing you down. Number two, something's making you trip up, fall. Does that make sense? Weights slow you down. Normally, a lot of people work out with weights, but that's not this. That's not the kind of weight. This is spiritual. So something's slowing you down. All right. So I want to ask you tonight. This race is a walk. How's your race going? What is hindering you in your walk with the Lord tonight? How would you like to walk? Would you like to walk a little closer to Jesus this year? All of us should say that. Yeah, I would. None of us, I don't think, have had a perfect walk yet, have we? That's right. That's right. None of us can have a perfect walk, but guess what? Can we can we do better? Yeah. Can we keep our eyes on him? What does it say? We're running this race looking unto Jesus. And then a good summary verse. Matthew chapter six and verse thirty three. It says this, but seek ye first the kingdom of God, and all these things shall be added unto you. What things? Whatever the things you need. It's all about we worry about our needs. We worry about this. We worry about that. So put him first. Seek him first. It'll make that race a whole lot better. I remember one time we had a three-acre square, and we were planting every bit of it in okra, selling okra, selling okra. (laughs) That's a lot of okra to cut. It all got 10 to 12 feet tall, huge okra. I remember I made one little, I was using that international farm all, and I made one little bobble when I was goofing off on that tractor, 14 years old. And and guess what? Every row after that (laughs) had that in it. Man, I was doing so good. I was doing so good. But did you know that? That in your life you can make one little bobble. And it affects a whole lot on down the line. But thank goodness God is merciful and forgiving and gracious. He can wipe that clean. You know, I, I didn't make, I didn't go back and start over because I was planting. And uh, <clears throat> we didn't have money for any more seed. I knew that. So I just, we just had crooked row that year or a bobble in every row. But guess what? God can make it all straight. He's the one that can do it do it right. Give forgiveness. As we prepare for a hymn invitation. Let's begin 2013 by running the right race and saying, I want to walk closer with the Lord this year.
And if there's weights in your life, if there's hindrances in your life, if there's sin, and say, I, Lord, I want to get rid of that. And folks, if you know Jesus as your Savior, He was with you. He's with you now. He started you, and He'll be with you at the end. That's a great assurance. That's a great assurance.